This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. It's so good to have you here. At the end of the year, we often reflect on highlights or things of note, things that stand out from the year. And so I just wanted to look at a few things that happened here in the valley and with the alpacas. And wanted to start with the geese, the geese and having breakfast with the girls. That was back in June. Here we go. So I brought a fresh bag of food down and that's always a welcome sight. And the alpacas are gathered by the door. Now, see who we've got. Usual suspects, Millie's right at the front. Little Evanwi is starting to get close to the Hello, little sweet one. I've got to be careful talking to her because otherwise Millie gets upset and spits at me. We've got Alice. Hello, Alice. Oh, and you as well, and Harrod. And our Harrod's daughter, granddaughter of Millie. And we've got... Ah, uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> Seanhead. You coming in as well and... But when are hanging by the door. Now the others are stood, stood back watching at a distance. But uh, they're all kind of trying to check and see what's going on. So I brought a bag of food down and put it in the bin. We've got a bin which just keeps it because the paper bags. So put them in the in the bin, which helps. Um, and I've come down to <laughs> to to a load of stuff. Um, I'm used to the alpacas and then he's scraping up and mucking out around in the a little concrete apron in front of the, the stable here. <laughs> but there's a lot of other stuff as well. So the geese have obviously been down here spending a bit of time. They've been backwards and forwards today, the geese. They, there's quite a crowd of them. They're, they're getting big and the colours are starting to come through. So the, the feathers are starting to come through for the youngsters. So the black and white markings and everything. They've been for a walk uh, <laughs> a few times, quite a few walks. And they, they go... Right up to the top of the hill, there's, there's a bankside opposite where normally where the stables are and stuff. And at the top of that, um, that's usually where they take, I think it's a, kind of a precursor, they're just practicing for a few weeks' time. And it's, it's where they take them when they're ready to leave because it's the top of the hill and there's a slope there. And as they start flying, uh, which they're not so good at at that stage, as they start flying, ground drops away from them quickly, so they already gain a lot of height, which they need to be able to leave the valley because the trees are so tall. So, hello girls. Yeah, so you're following me. I'm just emptying the water out of the troughs. So this is the little morning ritual of... Well, you can't put the food into wet... <laughs> wet troughs, so you've got to empty the... There you go. I tip them over. And they, they follow me from one to the other. I've got a range of different types of buckets and troughs and some will share and some like to have their own. And some have got an idea where their feet are and stand in them. Oh, don't spit at me. Millie. <laughs> I want to be walking in your direction. She's a little bit grumpy at the moment. Hello, sweet one. How are you doing? Yeah. Ivan, we, that's the closest she's got. She's coming. She usually comes a little bit closer, but she came a bit closer there and, and stiffed my, well, bumped my glasses, really. So that was interesting. She's retired back to stood, to be stood right next to 
and mum. <laughs> uh, so Millie, we didn't mate. Uh, she's probably finished, I think. She's an older girl now, so I think we probably finished there. But uh, she's still around. Oh, hello, Alice. Now, Alice is a talker. Don't, don't, don't talk into your phone. Bring the food, please. But she's looking good this, since we got her shared properly this year. Yeah, you do it all right, aren't you? Hmm? Suddenly lost for words. She's now staring at me. They kind of watch you from the side, as I've talked about. They, they can turn their head and they can watch you. Even if they're facing the other direction, they're watching you all the time. Uh, but every now and again, she just turns and has a, looks at me. Megan, do you know, I'm just walking past you. There's, there's no need. Yeah. Nona, hello. So they're all here, which is nice. And the birth of Creer is always a highlight and a delight. And this was the firstborn of the year. And it was Lena, daughter to Betsy. Trying to stand up and, and gain your legs for the first time. I felt it was a bit too close to the water. So I brought her up and got her onto the, the upper path away from at least some of that danger. So now she's, uh, she's come up and she's walked up to the area where the, the rest of the, the alpacas are. She's on the terraces and the others are standing around watching or, or gone back to grazing. And uh, she's having a good try at the little one. So this is going to be female with a name beginning with L. So we'll have to go check on the baby name book. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Work out what name she should be. Oh, hello, Erna. You come to check me. I'm talking to my phone. Yes, I know. And regularly, if you're standing around, particularly talking into your phone, then Owen gets really nosy and will come up and check out what's, what's happening, what's happening, what's going on. So we settled on the name of Lena and it seems to fit. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. You try the name on for a few days and then decide what's going to be the best fit. Sometimes it's just not right. Anyway, so Lena, it is. It can be a bit of a tricky time this just arrived and being checked by everybody and uh, there are various phases with that from when the baby first lands on the ground to when it first gets up and starts moving around and uh, that's exactly what happened here it is I don't know if you can hear in the background um, Betsy is still making noises she's been grazing so she's been very quiet but then the little one's got up and started wandering around <laughs> trying on these legs of hers that she's not used before and everyone else is crowding around oh look what's this moving around so but she's trying to fend people off look after the baby be in the right place she's just pushed her her career from last year away sorry <laughs> dislocation of a new baby arriving poor old and Harrod is is now a second class citizen oh dear but uh, they seem to be doing quite well she's been feeding really well which is good and um, this is Betsy in the background just keeping track and encouraging her to stay close. Keep everybody away. It's classic Betsy. This is how she goes. This is, this is the, the classic noises she makes. And it's, it's, it's somewhat similar to Millie. She's, uh, 
wonderful. The stress of being a new mother. Oh dear. I feel for her. Watching and waiting. Watching and waiting. Career Watch is such an interesting time, but has its level of frustration. Every now and again they lift the tails and I have to check and see what's going on. <laughs> From a distance. I need my, gl- my binoculars with me, I think. And we know the old saying about when you're doing career watch, you need to have a chair, a rope and a pair of binoculars. The chair is to sit in, the rope is to tie you to the chair, and the binoculars are to be able to watch from a distance. It's generally better to kind of not be too involved, <laughs> but uh, it's tricky when they're giving birth next to the lake. I don't think I can just leave them there. So anyway, they're now up on the terraces and they were doing really well and managed quite nicely, thank you very much. And this little one trundled around. So we were able to uh, keep an eye on it. And it's interesting, the group seems to be much more relaxed even than last year which is really nice and they're quite happy for me to be around and in the midst uh at least i like to think that they do (laughs) i'm sure there's a little bit of "Mm, around again but yeah so that's that's that was the first one that arrived and uh later on we managed to to get a a little coat actually it was quite a big coat it's quite a big baby so we managed to put a coat on for overnight because the weather's just been a little bit iffy and coming and going in terms of rain and being a bit cold. It's, it was so hot last few weeks and now it's gone to being almost autumnal. We had a few moments of drama through the year as well. This first one was a birth incident and a surprise. And that's followed then by... Millie and her being a bit of a stick in the mud. This morning we did have a little bit of drama and I was keeping an eye on what was going on and I was watching one intently. She had her back to me, looking out the window, I could see her in the field. She was separate from the others by the hay feeder and I was keeping an intent eye. And then she turned her head to one side and I realised it was Nona and she's not pregnant. So definitely I didn't need to be watching her after all. But there wasn't a lot going on. So I'd go down and feed them. So I went down and uh, started mucking out. Some of them were staring into the bushes. Oh, it's probably, it's kind of where the rabbits go. It's probably probably rabbits gone down there. And uh, I was busy mucking out, sweeping out, and suddenly got this panicked call from Sue. Quick, quick, come quick. Rushed out there, and the, the, there were two alpacas. They were intently focused on this bit of vegetation at the edge of the path, going down into the steep, rocky area where it goes down to the tunnel, which was remnants of the the old reservoir. But the path is flat and level, and then it drops away really quite quite steeply. And uh, Sue had heard the the sound. They they were obviously intently watching, but she'd heard the sound of of a little one. So in fact, the baby had been born. (laughs) And it wriggled and gone off the edge of this thing and and was, was stuck in the brambles. So I had to clamber down and we managed to... Well, I couldn't see and eventually managed to see and then had to kind of pull things away and then we cut things away. I actually got the clippers out and we managed to clip enough space and then I worked out what was going on and what was stopping the legs from coming forward. So eventually we managed to dig this thing out of the, the brambles, poor little thing, and uh, pull it out so it hadn't been born very long. 
And turned out to be a little boy, little boy, to, born to Shonid. So lovely dark brown male. So that's, that was good. So we managed to, to dig him out, as I say, and we, I carefully carried him back up the uh, <laughs> the rocky thing. So there's a, a video to show you. It's on the on the website if you want to check, check out what uh, what we had to do. So we managed to, to get him up onto flatland and then I moved them over onto the to the field. So it was just Shonid and and this little one. So we we managed. And then we're trying to work out was there anything any problem with it because he was how long had he been there and was he injured or anything? But he was fine. Got all the membranes cleared, got him settled, and then he eventually managed to, to try he had long legs. Really long legs, it seemed. Just over seven kilos, but at seven point two, and but he really long legs, and he, he he had trouble kind of controlling them enough to be able to stand the foot. But eventually, he managed to get a leg at every corner. Um, he was stood very inelegantly, and was able then to to grab a bit more control and a bit more control and a bit more control till eventually he could he could managed to get over and get under his mum and so strong and went off to the milk and is doing really well all day. So we've had his little coat on, of course, because it's been <laughs> miserable weather. We've had dribble, dribbles of drizzle now and again. And uh, it's all 10% <laughs> chance of riding. We've been getting it. So we're always lucky, it seems. So the other day, uh, Saturday, we had an interesting adventure. I'd never really thought of Millie as being a bit of a stick in the mud, but she certainly was on Saturday. So we'd been waiting and watching and nothing, and so we, we kind of went up, and Sue went up and fed the boys up on the hill and then came down. And as she came down, she came along, there was a whole bunch of them, some were in the car park, some were in on the, the other far side of the, of the lake on the bank. And we came down, and she came down along a bit further, and then noticed there was something black at the end of the, you know, the side of the finger, and uh, realised it was an alpaca stuck in the mud. So poor old Millie, there's a bit of a, a dip and then the, a kind of a rise in the silt, and on the rise, all this really luscious-looking grass had grown. And I think she just thought she was going to walk out to, to have some of this grass. And as soon as she stepped off the the hard part she she disappeared into probably almost two meters of of silt and got herself well and truly stuck and just out of reach just off the edge so i i got as near as i could i went got some bits and pieces and we got a bit of wood and we got a spade we were trying to kind of release things but she was just too far out and, and then as i'm trying to do this thing i'm just realizing i'm sinking further and further in and was starting to get st- stuck myself so i thought this is not a good plan and uh, couldn't get hold of my usual helper, neighbour with his equipment and his knowledge so we ended up having to call the fire and rescue service and they they came, they sent the tactical officer first and he came and there was a, also on the way was a, a fire, fire tender so that came as well and <laughs> and then there were others that arrived. So we had we had then had to have the the special water team come, and 
it was just slightly out of reach. We couldn't quite get it. She was okay. Started to get a bit more agitated the longer she was stuck and the more people that arrived. But we tried to keep her as calm as we, as we could. We also have, have the vet out to give us some uh, sedative injection just to, to calm her down for, for when we did get to the point of being able to extricate her. So that was a bit interesting. <laughs> Millie, 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 what are we going to do with you? So she was kind of stuck and she wasn't sinking fast or too far. I managed to get a pallet turned over and flat on the, on the mud. So it, it kind of would take you weight. It was a little bit, it was dipping in and, but uh, it was a challenge really. And this thing of, obviously you've got to do something and trying different things and, and trying to avoid that rising panic that just kind of creeps up on you, that rising sense of uh, not knowing what to do, trying things and they're not working and they're not suitable and have we got any rope and have we got any... And how on earth do you get out there to get the rope round her anyway? So it was a bit of a, an interesting process. Anyway, so once the fire brigade arrived, we were able to, to let them take the lead and they know what they're doing and they've got the right equipment, they've got the right experience uh, but they'd never done alpacas before. That was a first for them, which was nice. So then we went on and uh, they eventually managed to get the the vehicle close enough. We were stuck on the finger, so you couldn't get a vehicle up close. We managed to get an inflatable... It's an inflatable marsh raft. So what happens is it's got a hard surface top and bottom and it's got an inflatable bit in the middle. And they, they used a, a tank of something, um, compressed air or goodness knows what, I'm not sure what they filled it with really. Anyway, they used that to inflate the, the this uh, raft. And then they were able to put that onto the water next to Millie. And it gave a firm surface, <laughs> which the vet had to use to go over there and check her and, and then give her some as much as she could tell, heart rate was okay and all the rest of it. And she's pretty pretty healthy as Millie. And uh, so I gave her some sedative and uh, that was just then waiting while that took effect. Yeah. I didn't feel too too free to take photographs and videos, so I've got some. I'll share those on the on the website in the episode notes. Yeah, it's simple, straightforward, steady progress it wasn't a, a rushing at it. it wasn't a panic uh, which was slightly easier she'd been stuck for a couple of hours by the time we got to the point of the vet getting to her and then um it was then managed to get a <laughs> it was the youngest member of the team who it was all kitted up they had their their equipment on they had their overalls and things they were, they were a bit like um, I think they, actually they were probably wetsuits looking at them and he had this long arm um, with a, a little rubber glove on the end. I wasn't sure how, how that was going to help him for what he had to do because he had to reach underneath Millie with the end of a strap. And, uh, but that's all under mud, of course. So he reached as far as he could and somebody was able to catch it the other side and they managed to get this strap under her belly area and then they just looped it back and, and were able to get to the point of being able to pull. So there's about five guys who then just pulled gently, because you've got to get rid of the, you've got to kind of break the suction of the mud. 
It's a challenging environment. So that's what we were able to do, pull a clear out of the mud when she was a bit spaced out, and then she decided she was going to st stand up. Now, of course, if I'd been prepared, I would have had all my bits and pieces there ready, but we were running backwards and forwards as it was, um, and panicking and, and not really thinking as clearly. So there were some things that I didn't pick up, so I didn't have a strap to put <laughs> put, put round her neck just to hold on to her. So we ended up with this rope that the fire brigade gave me. Uh, they tied a, a, a clever knot, which I'm not quite sure. It was probably a bowline. Or not, I'm not sure it was a bowline. Whatever it was, it was a fixed knot anyway, but it was a loop that went over her head. And I was able then to kind of uh, use it as a lead. Uh, it was very loose, but we managed. And, and then walked her along. Uh, and there are a few bits where she... <laughs> Sorry, no, I do not want to go that way. I do want to go back to be with the others, so I had to let her back into the field with all the others who we'd closed in. So we had three or four fire rescue vehicles, and I don't know, 10 or, 10 or 12 members of the team, which included uh, this woman there as well. It wasn't all guys. They were able to, to then wash themselves down, sort of hose, the, <laughs> hose themselves down, get rid of all this mud and hose the the marsh raft which was a very useful thing to have I'm not sure you'd want to keep one around you don't need one all the time but so that was uh, Millie's adventure Millie the stick in the mud who knew so that was hours and hours <laughs> at the end so we put her in the stable kept her in overnight and she was fine she still got mud on her she won't let me brush it off It'll, it'll all just kind of break up and, and turn back to, to dust. And she's looking fine. She, she, no, I gave her some food when we got back in the stable. And uh, she was okay. Uh, didn't like being kept in, and, and her youngster from last year really didn't like being kept away from her. So in the end, uh, we got the youngster in and kept her in overnight. Turned the light off, and she did settle then, because she was a bit wanting to be out and away, and away <laughs> back with the others, really. Uh, okay, then in the morning she was fine, so that was good. I did tell the girls this morning about the weather, so those that are expecting, I did tell them it was today was a good day, going to be sunny all day. Uh, they're enjoying grazing and being under the trees and things, but there's no sign of any babies. What are they like, eh? So thanks for joining me on the journey. Hope it's been a reasonable year for you. And as we look forward to a new year coming, that it'll be a time that is full of peace and joy and good health. Take care. See you again soon. And if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. So, until next time with the Alpaca Tribe, I'm Steve Hetherington.